Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for Book of Verse, Edmund Spencer. Absolute marathon last night. And I don't know, this weird thing that happens when you read like 25 dense pages of poetry where at the start of it you're like, oh man, this doesn't make any sense. And like you're not sinking any of it in, but you just keep powering through and then it starts to formulate pictures in your head as you're reading it I don't know it's a strange thing like even if you're not understanding exactly what the poems mean you're still taken to a place and you feel like you are experiencing it and then you do start to understand what it's about it's a very strange thing I found that one called uh, From Daphnida um, to be very sad the one previous to it was again just one about you know they got married and there was a whole lot of build up to their you know wedding night and i just feel like people are just obsessed with that you know the whole what did i say before the other day the the maiden becoming a lady type thing swim says the mama fishy says wikipedia tells us wit uh tells us that edmund spencer 1552 to 1599 was an english poet best known for the fairy queen an epic poem and fantastical allegory celebrating the Tudor dynasty and Elizabeth I. He is recognised as one of the premier craftsmen of the early modern English verse and is often considered one of the greatest poets in the English language. Spencer published numerous relatively short poems in the last decade of the 16th century, almost all of which consider love or sorrow. Spencer used a distinctive verse form called the Spencerian stanza, in a Spenserian sonnet, the last line of every quatrain is linked with the first line of the next one. I did notice a little linky-dinky. Thank you for that swim. Tecrifix has really liked this part from Epithalamion. Ye learned sisters, which have oftentimes been to me aiding others to adorn, whom ye thought worthy of your graceful rhymes, for, uh, sorry, that even the greatest did not greatly scorn to hear their names sung in your simple lays, but joyed in their praise. And when ye list your own mishaps to mourn, which death or love or fortune's rack did raise, your string could soon to sadder tenor turn and teach the woods and waters to lament your doleful dreariment. Swim said the mumfishy asks, why, though? Why that line in particular, Techrific? But Techrific did not respond, so it will remain a mystery why Tech liked that line, but, you know, it is a nice little chunk of poem there. I got my um, desk all set up. I got a new desk today. Um, oh, my God, get this right. I bought a new desk. I got it from Ikea. I got it delivered because I don't really live that close to Ikea. Right, and who the hell wants to go to Ikea, you know? The only time I'd be able to go would be the weekend, and it would be packed. So, delivery, you know? The guy delivered it, and he asked if he could use my toilet. And I was kind of like, I don't really want this guy to use my toilet, but I don't want to be rude. I feel like it is kind of rude for him to ask that, you know? He's just the delivery dude dropping off a parcel but you know I thought you know I'll be the I'll be a good person and I'll say yes so I let him he came back out he goes thanks very much and he leaves and 
then I walked into the bathroom and he had peed all over the toilet, all over the seat, all over the outside of the toilet, all over the floor of the toilet. Just pee, just, he just pissed everywhere. It was disgusting. And then he'd washed his hands in the sink, in the washroom, and kind of shaken his hands dry with black dirt or oily kind of, I don't know, it's just like black water all over the basin, all around the basin on the bench and like on the mirror, you know, and everything, just these black droplets. He's just kind of shaking them. And then he's, yeah, then he's gone, thanks very much, and he's left. And I just was furious. Who pisses all over someone else's house? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, why am I telling that story? Oh, yeah. The actual point of that story is to say that I did get my new desk, which was the reason that the IKEA man came. Uh, And this desk is big enough for all my computers, so I'm not no longer running several desks in my office. And I am able to mount my podcasting microphone to this desk. So hopefully it sounds a little bit better tonight. You don't have all these finger noises like this, which you probably have had for the last few days. Uh, And yeah, I'm feeling comfortable. I'm not holding a microphone, so that's nice. Swim says, Mama Fishy says, I liked the Prothalamion poem. It celebrates new marriages. Uh, Prothalamion or a spousal verse in honour of the double marriage of Lady Elizabeth and Lady was published in 1596. It is a nuptial song that Spencer composed that year on the occasion of the twin marriage of the daughter of the Earl of Worcester, Elizabeth Somerset and Catherine Somerset to Sir Henry Guilford and William Petre, second baron, blah, 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 uh, rich and uh, posh dickheads. <clears throat> Bunch of rich, posh dickheads getting married. <laughs> Was there anything else to do back then? But hey, um, the poems turned out great, so that's beautiful. Today we're reading... That was Edmund Spencer. That means today we're up to John Lilly, I believe. John Lilly? It's L-Y-L-Y. I'm going to say Lilly because it sounds nicer than Lily. John Lilly, born 1553, died 1606. These people, they don't even make... I mean, oh, he did make 50 years. What did he make? 53 years. I mean, that's a short... That's that's not a beginnings, is it? Cards and Kisses by John Lilly. Cupid and my campus bay played at Cards for Kisses. Cupid paid. He stakes his quiver, bow and arrows, his mother's doves and team of sparrows. Loses them too. Then down he throws the coral of his lips, the rose, growing on his cheek, but none knows how. With these, the crystal of his brow, and then the dimple of his chin. All these did my camp asp win. At last he set her both his eyes. She won, and Cupid, blind, did rise. O oh, love, has she done this for thee? What shall, alas, become of me? Uh, and one more from this fellow. I don't really think that was a very good poem. Is that just me or was that not a very good poem? Um, anywho, Spring's Welcome. 
What bird so sings yet so does wail? Oh, tis the ravished nightingale. Jug, 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 taru, she cries. And still her woes at midnight rise. Brave prick song. Who is't now we hear? None but the lark so shrill and clear. Now at heaven's gate she claps her wings. The morn not waking till she sings. Hark, hark, with what a pretty throat. Poor Robin, red-breast, tunes his note. Hark, how the jolly cuckoos sing. Cuckoo to welcome in the spring. Cuckoo to welcome in the spring. Good old seasons. The fallback for every poet. It's either losing your virginity or how good is spring. <laughs> Those are the two poems that existed back then. Oh my God. Could you imagine if someone lost their virginity in spring? Whew. Poets would lose their damn minds. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.